Thanks for joining with us today on our Potter's Hope podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and gives you strength to live out the life that God has for you. Enjoy the message. We say this a lot in in certain circles, and I believe it to be absolutely the truth, that sometimes God will use ways to, to bind us together and to put us together in ways, whether that be through a cell phone, a text, sometimes maybe you're getting pushed to your limit at work. It's happened to me, and I would look at my phone, it would buzz, and there would be a a text from a friend, a brother, a sister in Christ. At the exact right moment, God would show up in a way, and you could just feel the presence of God in and if I can, I want to I wanna encourage each of you all to not necessarily tonight think about being separated from our brothers and sisters in Christ, but that we can be bound together through the blood of Jesus Christ and that we don't have to be, even though maybe uh, we are separated in, uh, uh, in the physical sense, but spiritually we can continue to be together. And I want to encourage each of you all, some of you all, are so much better. I was talking to dad today, and he, he was talking about he had gotten a card. Many of you all have gotten a card, and if she's, and if she's watching tonight, I won't call her name, but to the, to the one lady in particular that sends out cards a lot, God bless you, and I want to encourage each of you all tonight to continue to reach out to those uh, that are your brothers and sisters, those that uh, when all this, is, um, uh, all this is over that will come back in and we'll be able to worship corporately again together in the same house. But I want to speak a word of encouragement that you would reach out to them, let them know that you're thinking about them. It's amazing that out of a few hundred people that come to church here on a regular basis, how many of those run through my mind at at different times, and I think, I wonder how they're doing. Why not just reach into your phone and send them a text and say, hey, you're on my mind. I want you to know that I'm thinking about you. I want you to know that I love you, and I want you to know that God laid you on my heart, and maybe you're going through some kind of tough time, but right now, Jesus loves you. So just a word of encouragement. If you want to go ahead and turn into Acts chapter 12 tonight, and as you're turning there, think about that and think about the opportunity. How can I reach out to someone, and it doesn't have to be through the physical. How can I reach out to a brother? How can I reach out to a sister to let them know that I'm thinking about them and that I love them, and more importantly, that God has not given up on them? It's already been mentioned tonight uh, in the presence of God that we can, we can experience a oneness and not have to be separated even though we are not directly, uh, uh, maybe we're still socially distant, but we don't have to be spiritually distant. Amen. Acts chapter 12, starting in verse number 1. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw it please the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of the unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him... He put him in the prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him. That was four sets of four. So they put him with 16 people to guard him and to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Verse number five, 
Peter, therefore, was kept in the prison. And I, if, if no other verse tonight, I want you to hang on to this one, verse number 5. Peter, therefore, was kept in the prison, but it would be easy for us to think about this as a doom and gloom to look that as Peter found himself in prison. But let's read the rest of that verse. But prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but, man, I'm having a bad day and I'm really struggling, but I get that, I get that notice on my phone that somebody's calling me and I see who it is and a big smile reaches up on my face and I realize that that person's reaching out and maybe they're just going to say, hey, man, I had you on my heart, I loved you. Maybe these people are just praying to God that you would, uh, that you would put a hedge of protection around Peter, that you would strengthen him, that you would encourage him. And even though he was in prison, Prayer was made without ceasing unto the church for him. Verse 6, And when Herod would have brought him forth, the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the prisoners before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came unto him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side, and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly, and his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself, and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment upon thee, and follow me. And he went out, and followed him, and wits not that it was true, which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. When he, in verse 10, When they were past the first and the second ward, they came into an iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of its own accord. And they went out. And passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him at verse number 11. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety. I want to speak that into your life tonight, that you can know of an assurity that God is by your side. That you can know of an assurity that God has not given up on you, that God has not forsaken you, that he is continuing maybe even to carry you out of whatever prison that it might be. And when Peter was come, again in verse number 11, was coming to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord hath sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. Pray with me tonight. We come to you tonight, God, with mixed emotions sometimes. God, we, we can look at this uh, we can look at this circumstance for Peter, and it would be easy for us to think, man, what a, uh, what a shame that he was going about doing God's work, and he found himself in prison. And maybe tonight, God, some of us feel like that we are bound. But, Lord, we can find peace tonight in knowing that you don't forsake us. You don't forget about us, and you don't leave us in the prison. That through the blood of Jesus Christ, we can be delivered. And just like Peter being uh, awoken out of sleep from this angel, Lord, tonight, maybe, God, you would speak a voice uh, through my voice, or maybe you would speak through the Holy Spirit to someone's heart tonight, and, Lord, that they might be awoken out of the sleep that they're in, and that they would listen and they would heed to the voice uh, of the Holy Spirit and that they would follow after the call that you would speak to us. Thank you, God, that you don't leave us in the prison. We thank you, dear Lord, that you don't give up on us and you don't quit on us. And tonight, dear God, of a surety, we can know 
dear Lord, that you have delivered us. Lord, that we're not delivered through our own, uh, through our own strength. We're not delivered uh, through uh, uh, the pain of, uh, uh, of a pill to ease. But Lord, the only satisfaction that we can have comes in deliverance through Jesus Christ. We're thankful for that tonight. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to hang with me for just a few minutes. Because again, it, it can get really easy. And I don't know about you all. I've told you plenty of times before that I don't like listening to the news at any time. And especially in a time like this when <clears throat> you can see the exact same report being broadcast on one news outlet and another news outlet, and it's the exact same words, but yet the reporter is putting a different spin on it uh, to fit the agenda of whatever it has. So it's really easy for us to watch those things, maybe to become uh, confused, maybe to become aggravated. So I don't like really watching the news, and I don't want you to think tonight uh, that this is a message of doom and gloom because uh, just as it's been recorded here, as Peter found himself uh, in, the, in the prison, he was delivered. And God, tonight, maybe from some kind of bondage that is in your mind, I want to speak to you tonight that you can be delivered through Jesus Christ. Not through the words that I speak, not through the song uh, that the praise team sings or plays, but only through Jesus Christ that we can have liberty and we can be free. So it starts out here and it speaks about Herod that he was vexing certain of the church. And, and maybe right now we feel like as the church, we feel like that we are being vexed by different, uh, uh, by different forces. It would be easy for us and no, I'm not picking on the government, uh, nor the state, nor the federal, and I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm, I don't have a political agenda to stand upon tonight. But maybe as the church, we feel like we're being oppressed, that, that some things are allowed to be opened up, but yet they're holding us uh, maybe like a rain a little bit on the church. And we feel like, uh, uh, God, when are they going to let us free? And maybe tonight we feel like this early church did, that, that as Herod was vexing them, and it says that he saw uh, that it pleased the people, and, and maybe, uh, maybe we feel like the government is putting the screws to us, and they're tightening them down on us, the church. Whether it's a political agenda or whether it is uh, something else that, uh, uh, that drives people to um, um, push against the church. I was thinking the other day, and it, and it really rang through in me, that the enemy will use whatever he can to get to God's people. That the enemy will use whatever avenue it is, whether it is a, a news reporter or whether it's the person that's sitting next to you at work and they're saying, you know, I really don't think we should be here. And they're casting darkness and we know that as the Lord is a, is a, light, is a God of light and he wants us to shine the light upon those people that are living in darkness and he wants us to be able to speak to them and he wants us to give them a word of hope. But man, it's tough to have hope sometimes whenever we flip on the TV and we hear what's going on throughout the world. And I can imagine for these that were of this early church, the fire that was ignited within them, the desire that they had within them to spread the word of Jesus Christ. And maybe, just maybe, that same fire exists down within you and you feel like that the enemy is trying to blow that flame out. Tonight I want to speak to you directly into your homes and I want to say hold strong. Don't give up. 
because the things that we are facing today, you know, we, we've heard over a long time that there are people throughout the world that can't worship freely for persecution from outside. And we think about, man, what a, 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 what a sacrifice it is for those people. And now today, maybe we, we think about we're having to sacrifice for the well of, the, uh, of the, the citizens that are susceptible to this drug. I'm having to sacrifice, and I, I don't think any of us will ever take for granted the opportunity to gather together corporately in church again. But whatever, excuse me, whatever the enemy can use, he's going to use to get at us. I want you to think about that, and I, and I believe it's important for us sometimes whenever we feel like, as, as it said here, that, that Herod was vexing them, we feel that vexing that is coming upon us right now. I think it's good for us to speak vocally out loud and to say, Satan, get behind me. You don't have any authority over me. You don't have any power over me, and I stand upon the firm foundation of Jesus Christ, and you're not going to bring me down. I'm going to continue to read your word. I'm going to continue to pray out to my heavenly Father, and I'm going to continue to love those people that God has called me to love. I'm going to continue to spread a kind word to that person that maybe is going through a tough time at home. I'm going to continue to love those people that are hard to love because Jesus first loved us, that he planted within us a desire that we would want to see his kingdom grow and, and tonight, I hope that you have that desire within you to see uh, the borders of the kingdom expand, that God would continue to well up within you a word, maybe just a word of calmness and a word of peace to be able to speak to somebody, maybe that word of encouragement to say, hey, I, I just love you. Man, sometimes the smallest things can go so far. Sometimes the loudest words that I hear in my mind is the whisper of the Holy Spirit when he's leading me and guiding me, and I know that it's coming directly from the Heavenly Father. And sometimes we can feel that the enemy is trying to vex us, just like it said here that Herod was pushing down upon the church and that he, that he saw that it pleased the people whenever he killed James and whenever uh, the brother of John. So he decides, I'm going to go after Peter. Eric, if you would, pull up. Pull up again, verse number 3. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter unto them. At verse 4, and when he had apprehended him, he put him in the prison. And it's not just so much that he put him in the prison, but he sticks 16 guards around him and he says, okay, I don't want you guys to let him out. I want you to hold tight upon him because we're going to get him. We're going to stick it to him. And maybe right now you feel like the world is sticking it to the church. And maybe right now you feel like that the enemy is pushing down upon you. But I want to speak through the name of Jesus Christ and say there is a way out. There is hope that we don't have to be pushed down by the enemy. That it, that, uh, uh, it pleased him. Or he saw that it pleased the people. So that just gave him motivation, and sometimes I can feel maybe like the, uh, uh, the enemy is getting motivated against me, and maybe you can feel that the enemy is motivated against you because you're doing the work of God, and you're following after what he tells us to do. And man, it seems like I just can't get anything going because every time I take one step forward, it seems like I'm knocked two steps back. I want to speak to you tonight, and when I, I want to say keep going and don't give up. Keep fighting because it's worth what we are fighting for, Brother Asher. It's, wor it's worth uh, the, the blessings and, and, and sometimes what we would consider to be torture that we have to go through. The blessings of God will far outweigh that in the end. 
And when he had apprehended him, he put him in the prison and he delivered four quaternions of soldiers to keep him intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Verse number five. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison. And man, how easy it would be for us to stop right there. Therefore, Peter was kept in the prison. How far out can I go where they don't can still see me? Just a little bit. <clears throat> Peter, therefore, was kept in prison. And, and if we stopped right there, it would be easy for us to throw up our hands and just say, Man, you know, I was really trying to do God's work. I was really trying to follow after the Holy Spirit. I was really trying to uh, extend the word of God. But here I am, I found myself in prison. Here I am trying to do what God wants me to do, but I feel like I'm being oppressed and I feel depressed. I feel like I'm bound up. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I would say all of us feel like that. God, I want to live my life for you, but I just don't feel like I'm getting anywhere. Don't lose heart because somebody's praying for you. It would, have, it would have been easy, I would imagine, it would be easy for me, I don't want to speak on Peter's behalf, but it would have been easy for me to have sunken down in the corner of that cell and to look around and see that there's 16 guys guarding me, and it would be easy to say, well, God, I don't know about it this time. God, I want to believe that you are all-powerful and you are all-knowing, and, and God, I believe that you can deliver, but how are we going to get out of this one? And it might be easy for us to allow doubt to begin to seep in. And we would allow our faith to begin to shrink just a little bit. God, now what are we going to do? I want to speak to you tonight. If you feel like you're in the corner of a jail cell uh, uh, in your mind, that you are bound up by something, hang with me just a few more minutes because there's some good stuff coming. That there were 16 people gathered around him. And Peter, he could have looked around and he could have said, Man, uh, uh, this God that I've been serving, it looks like he's given up on me. Maybe you're thinking that tonight in your mind. God, I'm trying to do everything I can. Why, why am I being oppressed like this? Maybe God is building you a testimony. I want you to think about that tonight. Maybe God is building you a testimony. God, why do I have to go through these things? Sometime down the road, maybe you'll be able to speak to someone that's going through that hard time and say, you know what? I've been right where you were. I was stuck in jail. The enemy was oppressing me. I know what it's like to see my mother die from cancer. But let me give you this hope that I've got hope to see her again that I've been in that jail cell that you're in right now in your mind, and God has delivered me, and I want to speak that to you. Maybe God is preparing you to be able to help somebody else down the road. He's not forsaken you, and he's not given up on you. Maybe he's uh, uh, putting you through the fire so that you might be refined. Maybe he's separating in your life the wheat from the chaff. Maybe he's, he's taking out those parts of you that he doesn't want, and he's going to flood you in with that love, and he's going to flood you in with that hope, and he's going to flood you in with that kindness, especially when it's somebody that's hard to be kind to. God, why does this person seem like they're always, put, like they're always uh, uh, trying to get at me? Maybe God wants you to talk to them about him. 
Maybe he wants you to speak to them and say, you know what? I feel like there's a tension between us. Let me tell you about what I do when I feel like I'm oppressed, when I feel like I'm depressed. I go to the Lord in prayer, and I can feel him wrap his big arms of of comfort around me. And it's like sometimes it's like a little kid crawling up in their mom or dad's lap. Sometimes my little girl, as big as she is, she's not very little, sometimes she wants to to, uh, to uh, climb up right close next to me, and she says, Dad, I want to snuggle. I'm six foot eight, and I weigh 300 pounds, but I can still snuggle. I don't look much like snuggling, but sometimes God will snuggle up next to us, and he'll let us know I'm here. Maybe Peter felt like at this exact point, maybe he felt like, man, I'm a long way off from snuggling with God. And if we quit right there, it would be easy to lose hope, Asher. But I was reading this the other day, and it reminded me of something that came up uh, sometime last year, I think, in our church. And it's kind of popped up a few times. Peter, therefore, is kept in the prison, but then God showed up. Maybe you're stuck in this prison, but God has a continued plan for you, and he's not going to leave you there. And it was interesting to me as I was reading this and kind of and kind of listening to God and saying, God, what are you speaking here of this? That prayer was made without ceasing of the church and to God for him. It wasn't the fact that the, uh, that the, uh, um, the walls and the ceiling and the roof, they weren't the church that was calling out to God. It was the people. So we don't have the opportunity right now to come into this building, but does that mean that we're no longer the church? Absolutely not. The church now has the opportunity to infiltrate the community. And and I saw somebody had a a T-shirt on the other day that said, the church has left the building. That it's not just about the things that we can tangibly touch, but the church continued to pray for Peter because they weren't going to give up. So I would ask you today, continue to pray for our leaders so that we don't give up. Continue to reach out to uh, to the Heavenly Father and say, God, I pray that you would give them wisdom. I pray, dear Lord, and I find myself sometimes praying, put God-fearing people in front of them that they will have to listen to, that God, they would use biblical counsel, that they would look at the world from a kingdom viewpoint Instead of just how I can make a few extra dollars, we as the church, if we look at that verse, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God, we as the church cannot give up. Let me say that again. We as the church cannot give up. We have to keep praying for those that are in jail. We have to keep praying physically for those that are in jail, but also those that are in jail in their mind, those that are addicted, those uh, that have uh, ventured away from uh, the uh, that have ventured away from the church, we can't give up because when people continue to reach out to God and they say, "Lord," and I can imagine what it was like for those people that they got word that Peter was preaching to them one day, and the next day they found out that that, that he was in jail, that they began to cry out to their father. I feel like, and as we listened last week. Uh, to, uh, to Brother Christmas and Wayne talking about what's going on in the church. And I think he used the term that the ch- reset, is that what he said? That the church is being reset? That God is not giving up on us because we're not able to come in and corporately worship together, but that God maybe is putting us through the fire a little bit, that he's resetting us. And, and I just hope that he's ki- rekindling a fire within us that we will not let 
be snuffed out by the enemy. Yeah, it would be easy to look at that and say, man, it was tough for Peter that he found himself in the prison. But my God showed up. But prayer was made without ceasing. And sometimes I think if you go on and you look at verse number six, <clears throat> sometimes I think God, we think that maybe God has given up on us. His ways are not our ways. Because I don't know about you all, but I want, I want God to operate on my timeline. God, I, I want you to do this, and man, I'd really like it if you'd, if you'd let it happen tomorrow. God, I need to go back to work. I, I, I ask, dear God, that, that they would open up things, and, and I would ask God that you would give what's that uh, bumper sticker? God, give me patience and give it to me right now. God, I got to have it. I, I really want it right now. And it seems like it, it would be easy to think that God, God had given up on us because things weren't happening in the way that we want them to. It says here in verse number 6, And when Peter would have brought him forth, or excuse me, when Herod would have brought him forth. So Herod is, is, is contemplating this, this process in his mind about what he's going to do to Peter. And just in time, God sweeps in and delivers him. Just in time, God shows up and Peter is set free. So tonight I want to speak to you uh, through this verse of Peter being delivered from prison. Just in time, just hold on a little bit longer, God is coming. That maybe we have to endure the night, but there's joy coming in the morning. Maybe we have to endure the darkness of the light, but there's hope that's coming in the morning. Maybe we have to endure a little bit of depression, but there's love that's coming in the morning. And Herod would have brought him the same night, and Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains, and the prisoners before the door kept the prison. So they've really got him locked down tight. Maybe tonight you feel like the enemy has you locked down tight, that he's got you bound together in chains. I speak in the name of Jesus Christ that chains have to fall. I speak in the name of Jesus Christ that you can be delivered, not by, uh, not by my strength and not by my words, but by his might and by his words and by his love. So exactly when Peter needed God the most, guess what? God showed up. And he sends his angels. Go on to verse number 7. And behold, the angel of the Lord came to do him. And I hope you caught it whenever we read through it the first time. That God sends an angel. And behold, the angel of the Lord came unto him. And a light shined in the prison. Now was that... Was that uh, was that a flashlight that somebody was holding up? Was that a torch that somebody was holding up? No, I think it was the glory of God that was shining into that prison cell. So tonight, if you were in darkness, ask God's glory to shine into your light. And I, I shared this some time ago, and it really made an impact in me. If we believe that Jesus Christ is the light, that he is the light, that Jesus wouldn't cast a shadow. That there can't be a shadow around Jesus because he is the light. If I hold my hand out, I can see a shadow on the floor because I'm blocking the light. But as Jesus is, is the light, he doesn't cast a shadow. So what that tells me is no darkness is allowed around Jesus. So the light shines in. The Gospel of John in the first chapter, it says that the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. That maybe you 
being the light of Jesus Christ, that you are speaking to people at work, that you are speaking to people that you uh, meet and they look at you and why in the world would you say that to me? Why in the world would you do something kind for me? Why in the world would the church send a truck to uh, up in Ohio to get uh, fresh vegetables? Why in the world would they do that? Why in the world would somebody die for my sins that was guiltless? Or that was, excuse me, that, yeah, that, that didn't have any guilt because he hadn't committed the first sin. Why would somebody go out of their way to do something kind, to do something loving for someone because the Lord tells us that we would love others as we love ourselves. We put him first and we love our neighbors. So this light shined into prison. And the angel smote Peter on the side and he raised him up saying, get up quickly, and his chains fell from his light. And I thought it was so cool the other night when I was reading that. When the light shined, the chains fell off. So tonight, if you feel like that you are bound with chains, you need to get into the light. You need to get into the light of Jesus Christ. And I also think it's really, I think it's important that we listen to this next part. And when he, uh, in verse number 80, the angel said unto him, Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. So the angel uh, uh, smites him on the side, and the chains fall off. And then the angel said unto him, Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. And Peter responded, and so he did, that Peter did as he was instructed. So tonight, if you feel the Holy Spirit guiding you and, and telling you that you need to go tell someone you love them, then you need to be able to respond that your faith needs to take action. That your faith just doesn't sit within you and say, well, I, I know I ought to do this and, and I know I ought to do that. Then we as the church need to be doing just as Peter did when, they were, when he was instructed, he did. He didn't just sit around and wait and say, well, God, I really, I really tried and here I am, I'm stuck. This angel came and told me to get up, but I wasn't for sure, dear God, that it was you speaking to me. Well, I didn't do it. That this miraculous light is shining down and it would have, you know, he would have said, well, I... God, I don't know if it's you or not. No, the angel said, I want you to get up and I want you to get your shoes on. So Peter did it. And I'm convicted by that tonight that God would speak to me and he would say, Stephen, I want you to get up and I want you to do that I would be ready to do. That as, as part of the church, that I wouldn't be called just inside the, uh, the four walls of this church, of this building, but more importantly, I would be the church outside the four walls of this building, that I would be the hands and the feet, the arms and the legs of the church, that I would be extending out to people the love of Jesus Christ, and that whenever the Lord speaks to me, that I would be ready to do, and hopefully you too would be ready to do when God calls you to do. Now, what is that that he's calling you? I don't know. I don't know what it is that God is telling you that he wants you to prepare for. He tells Peter here, he says, I want you to get up. I want you to put on your sandals. I want you to uh, put your garment around you. And I want you to follow me. So what did Peter do? Well, I was sleeping pretty good. No, he got up and he responded and he went. So through the power of God tonight, I want to speak into your heart. And I want, you to, I want to tell you, get up and go. And maybe that getting up is taking out your phone and texting somebody and say, hey, I love you, and, and I want you to know that I'm thinking about you. Whew. 
Maybe it's getting up on your phone and calling that person and saying, I'm sorry. Maybe it's getting on your phone and calling that person and saying, you know what? I was carrying some hurt within me and I was harboring uh, some, some aggravation to you and you've asked me to forgive and I haven't forgiven you, but I want to be free in Jesus' name and I forgive you tonight. That when the angel would shine the light upon us and our chains begin to fall off, that we as the church would be ready to respond. And he went out in verse number 9 and he followed him and he wits not that it was true which was done by the angel, but, but thought he saw a vision. And the next part, you know how we like to see the physical miracles. Whenever we call out to God and we want to see a sign, and we want God to interact with us in a way that we know 100% it's God. So Peter and the angel are walking along, and you can go on to the next verse, verse number 10. And they go past the fir first ward and the second ward, and they come into the iron gate that leadeth into the city, and the gate just swings open. How many times do those things that, that we're walking along and we're, we're trying to do what God wants us to, and we create obstacles in our mind that, God, I'm not, be able, I'm not going to be able to go uh, uh, over this obstacle, but we keep on going and that obstacle is removed. I think about the Marys whenever they were coming to the tomb of Jesus, and they said, what about the stone that they put? But when they kept going, they found that the stone was rolled away. And I want to tell you tonight that no obstacle that the enemy can create can keep you from serving God. It would be easy for us to look at that gate and think, well, the gate's closed. I can't go any farther. Thanks, God. We almost made it. We serve a God, and I'm just I'm trying to imagine in my mind how, for lack of a better word, how cool that would have been to be Peter walking alongside this angel and walking up to this gate, and the gate just swings open. The miracles that we get to be a part of, that we get to physically see God's hand working in our life, and maybe it's not physically a gate that is opening in front of you, but maybe it's spiritually a gate that's opening in front of you, and God is calling you to walk through it. Maybe it's an obstacle that you've created in your, in your mind that you can't go any farther, and God removes that obstacle and says, continue to come to me. Don't let the things of this world stop you. I want you to continue to come to me. Don't let the things of this world stop you from serving me and doing my work. Don't let the gates of this world stop you from being the hands and the feet and the arms and the legs of the church. Keep coming. Praise team, if you guys want to come on up, I want to leave you with this, this final thought tonight. <clears throat> I don't know about you all. But if I get woken up, I know the other night we had a little bit of a storm, and, and typically it takes a lot to wake me up once I go to sleep. But I woke up several times and there was thunder. <clears throat> and I don't know about you all, but sometimes when I wake up in the middle of the night, something startles me. I don't have a clear mind about me. You know, when it says that back in verse number 9, and he went out and he followed him, and he wasn't sure, and he wished not that it was true, which you'd done by the angel. He thought he saw a vision. So what I can imagine in the physical, Peter's mind is clouded just a little bit, thinking, what exactly is going on? <clears throat> and God revealed this, this to me in this way, and, and I hope it speaks to you as much as it does to me. Maybe sometimes when we are being delivered, we don't exactly know what's going on. 
Maybe sometimes when we're walking through the fire, we're thinking, God, what's going on? I, I don't know which step to take. I don't know what to do. I don't know whether this is right or whether this is right. God, I, I just don't have a clear mind. And, and God, are you walking in front of me? Are you pushing me from behind? Are you leading me? Or God, God, I just can't get it all straight. But Peter's faith didn't stop, and he kept going. And this spoke very powerful to me. And when Peter was come to himself, so Peter shakes the cobwebs up, and I believe at this point, Peter becomes wide awake. Go ahead and, and put up verse number 11. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel. Maybe you're walking through a fire and you're thinking, God, what exactly is going on? But when you get on the other side of that fire, you'll have clarity that God was walking with you. That God was not forsaking you and God wasn't necessarily punishing you, but maybe God was teaching you a lesson or maybe God was enhancing your testimony and you get to the other side and you can look back and you can say, my God, you were right there with me the whole time. God, you were leading me. God, you were guiding me. You were directing me. You didn't give up on me like I thought that you did. Peter's mind may have been fogged a little bit, but when he comes to himself, so I want to be able to speak to you tonight that if you feel like maybe spiritually you're living in a little bit of a fog, don't give up and keep going. Keep listening to the Holy Spirit in your life. Keep taking that, that next step. Put that one foot in front of the other and say, God, I'm not going to give up on you. And maybe you won't understand it all. Maybe every step that you take uh, as you close your eyes of faith and you say, God, I'm just going to follow after you. And I'm going to trust, dear Lord, that you are guiding me in paths of righteousness. I'm just going to trust, dear Lord, that you are in control. You'll be able to look back and God's going to say, I got you the whole time. And Peter said, I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of out of the hand of Herod. So tonight the message is simple. That maybe you're going through that that tough time. And maybe you feel like your head is foggy and, and you're not able to see clearly. Hold on. Because someday I believe that if you hold on and you keep on doing what God wants you to do if you keep on listening to him and you keep on taking those steps and you keep saying, Father, I know uh, that you are leading me and you are guiding me. I don't see all of the pieces fit together yet, but Lord, I'm going to trust you. You'll be able to confess and you'll be able to testify that you know of a surety that God has delivered you. You'll know of a surety that God did not give up on you and he did not desert you, but that he delivered you out of the hand of whatever Herod it has and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews that God has not given up. It would be easy for us as the church right now to give up and say, man, it, it, it's, it's just so hard not being able to join in together with my brothers and sisters. And I'll be honest, it's hard tonight to look out in this place and to not see all of those smiling faces. It's tough, but I can hear God saying in the back of my mind, just keep going. Just keep fulfilling the call because I'm going to deliver you and I'm going to deliver the church. Maybe that question or the answer to that question doesn't come exactly when you want it to, but it'll be exactly what you need. That light is going to shine 
and those chains are going to fall off. In Jesus' name, pray with me tonight. We're thankful tonight, God, that you uh, de- that you delivered Peter. We're thankful tonight that you don't give up on us, and and God, that you continue to pour into us, and you continue to give us strength and encouragement. God, maybe tonight there are those that are listening out here. And Holy Spirit, as you work in their hearts and in their minds, that they would be convicted that that maybe they want to give up and that, that they think you've given up on them. God, I pray that you would speak hope into their lives right now, even through my voice, that, that you would say, just hold on. We're going to get through this. We thank you, dear Lord, that 16 guards are not able to keep us in prison at the time you've set aside for us to be delivered we're thankful tonight that Lord even though maybe we have some fog and we have some unclear uh, thoughts in our mind while we're going through this fire but Lord that we can look back and we can know of a surety that you have delivered us tonight God as we as maybe we look back upon some of those things that we've had to go through. And Lord, we can testify and we can say, I know God that you delivered me. And we can speak a word of thanks to our Heavenly Father. We thank you tonight that you've provided avenues for us to continue to worship, to continue to come together as one, maybe in different physical places, but in spiritual mind that we can all join in together thank you tonight, Jesus, just for your love and your hope. We thank you tonight, Lord, of the times that we do get to testify and we do get to say of a surety, Lord, you have delivered me. And I praise you for that tonight. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.